The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Creative Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter, at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the show, we are doing our weekly look at the waiver wire already at week eight. Probably you have some dead fantasy teams. I know that I definitely do. And uh, also, we're probably looking to bolster some teams that have uh, some nice little 6-1, and 5-2 and two records, look like shoe-ins to make the playoffs. And uh, we got multiple injuries at quarterback running back to deal with this week so let's uh, go ahead and get to it as always quarterback running back wide receiver tight end we tend to err a little bit more on the side of uh, high stakes leagues really competitive leagues here on the program Uh, if you guys ever have a feedback for me you want some shallower stuff 10 team stuff things like that uh, I would love that I had some conversations with Overzet and with Mayo the last weeks about uh, you know, kind of, kind of a more mass consumption style fantasy football stuff. So, if uh, if you have that feedback for me, I would, uh, I would love to take it on. So, starting at quarterback, I think Daniel Jones is probably going to be the top ad this week. If you're missing a quarterback due to injury or buy, he had 100 yards rushing for the first time. I think he's a pretty solid streamer for those who are missing quarterback this week. Uh, generally, he's had a, a pretty good floor. He's got two top 10 finishes and 7.4 rushing points per game. I would rather start Daniel Jones and Aaron Rodgers. I would drop Russell Wilson for him. And even, honestly, Matt Stafford, also a good game this week for them against the Seahawks. Next man up is Sam Ellinger, the former University of Texas quarterback. According to reports, he is going to start the rest of the season for the Indianapolis Colts. In college, he ran for 1,903 yards and 33 touchdowns on 554 attempts over four seasons. He's a big quarterback, which we like, uh, you know, kind of in the vein. I mean, not he is definitely not that good, but he is kind of like a, a Cam Newton, Jalen Hurts style rusher as opposed to a Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts style rusher. Like you would, you would think that uh, at 6'1", 225. He is a he was a sixth round pick. Um, I mean, you would you would kind of think of him more as like a goal line rusher as opposed to a guy who's going to be you know juking guys out in the open field or whatever. Also, entering into what should be a pretty good offense, you know the the offensive line has not been great for them this season, but that was the entire thesis behind why they had Carson Wentz, why they had Philip Rivers, why they traded the picks for Matt Ryan. I'm I'm pretty good bidding 
like three, five, eight percent for him. Honestly, in uh, in some of these main events, if you think you you would start him, if you're pretty bullish on his rushing, and I would go over twenty five percent in Superflex. I think he is an elite Superflex add. Uh, moving on to Malik Willis, we actually might finally get to use him. I've mentioned him pretty much every week. Ryan Tannehill was spotted in a walking boot after the Titans win over the Colts. I think a lot of us listening have already been monitoring. Willis or or even holding him on the bench of some teams that are weak at quarterback. But if we get information, you know, if Ryan Tannehill doesn't practice on Wednesday or he goes on the short-term IR or something like that before the waivers close, I, I actually think he goes to being the top waiver wire quarterback out of the week. I don't think we'll get that information. So I think like 8% uh, in deeper leagues should be good to get him. And then kind of the, the last option of the week would be Andy Dalton should theoretically be getting Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry back in that offense. I mean, you you can just do worse, right? I, I guess that's... I mean, would I rather start Andy Dalton than Russell Wilson whenever the Broncos come back? Yeah, probably I would. Moving to running back, uh, Michael Carter, clearly the top ad of the week. If he is out there in your league, I'm not really that worried about James Robinson. I think probably what's going to end up happening there is this upcoming week. Carter's going to be the starter. Ty Johnson is going to play on passing downs and in the two-minute drill. Uh, because because James Robinson won't be up to speed. Then when James Robinson does get up to speed, I, it'll just it'll, it'll just depend on if he's got any juice. You know, it's not like they gave up a ton for him. He's not making a ton of money. The team used Michael Carter quite a bit last year. Was even using him when Brees Hall was was breaking out. So I feel pretty good about adding Carter. Same deal for Gus Edwards. I think he's like a top thirty ish running back the rest of the way with Dobbins sidelined. I think the my line would be like if you're gonna start him in a 10-teamer or a shallow 12-teamer, then go for it. He's already owning about 40% of Yahoo leagues, so I, I don't think that's a big decision point for us. The thing is, is they're going to play Justice Hill, they're going to play Kenyon Drake, they don't throw to the running backs, and they really don't throw to Gus Edwards. So I, I just don't think he's that great of an ad. Same deal if Chuba Hubbard and Dante Foreman got left out there in your league. They're, if you're listening to this, if you care about fantasy football on October 25th, these guys are probably already owned in your league. Foreman did have one big run over 60 yards, and I think he's got some juice, whereas I don't really think that Hubbard does. Hubbard did run more pass routes than Foreman. Uh, in general, the offense is still pretty bad, though, despite the win against the Buccaneers. They only ran 54 plays in that win. In shallower formats, I wouldn't go over 10%. If somehow they didn't get claimed in your main events or whatever, then I think you can spend, you know, 10, 20, 30% on them, no problem, just because of how thin the waiver wire is. Malcolm Brown and Kyron Williams. So I actually think in deeper formats, Kyron Williams might have been dropped over the bye weeks, you know, because there were uh, the Eagles, the Bills, and the Vikings were all on bye last week. Those are all really important fantasy offenses. We had, yeah, we had a bunch of injuries that people were filling in last week. And if, so like, you know, just for example, if you have Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and I don't know, yeah, throw in, throw in an Eagles guy, right? Throw in Devonta Smith. And you also add like, let's say a Darren Waller injury or Rashad Penny injury or something. I don't really know how you could justify the bench space for Kyron Williams. So keep an eye out if he got dropped in your league. He's probably the best preemptive pickup in football right now. And then Malcolm Brown is worth, you know, five bucks or whatever, just because I think 
he will probably until Kyron Williams comes back. I I would would not be surprising to see him really cut into Daryl Henderson snaps. Rashad White remains the number one handcuff in fantasy football. Was on the field for forty three percent of the Bucks plays this last week. I think the most interesting running back situation in the league is what the Jaguars do in the absence of James Robinson. I I would be a little bit surprised to see Travis Etienne go full Christian McCaffrey for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I just, I don't think it really doesn't seem in his range of outcomes that he's going to play 80% of the snaps. I think they were kind of using James Robinson for a reason. And this, and this spot is interesting because hasty has been active. He's been returning kicks and playing on special teams. So that's why he was active. It's pretty rare for a rookie, especially a day three rookie like Snoop Connor to make the team and then not be active at all, which is what happened with Connor. And Connor never really played that much at Ole Miss until his final season. Didn't get over 100 touches till his final year, 2021. In 13 games, he had 130 rushes, 5 yards per carry, 13 touchdowns, 14 receptions, 82 yards. I I think, uh, and he was a fifth-round pick, I think they are going to use him um, a good bit. That, that's a, that's it's a hot take, right? Uh, Snoop Connor is is kind of a hot take, but I do really like him, like for like two to five percent of your budget this week. And then Hasty is worth a buck or two as well, because I could just be flat wrong. Hasty uh, played for the 49ers last year. Actually, got a start. He was kind of I, I want to say like week twelve or thirteen. He was kind of a hot waiver wire ad. And then just a reminder, uh, also for those zero RB squads, Ty Johnson definitely worth, you know, five, 10 bucks or whatever, because pretty certain he's going to be the third down back while, uh, while they wait to get James Robinson up to speed, moving to the wide receivers, uh, Wandale. I mean, just guys, if he's out there, pick him up top 35 ish wide receiver right now. Uh, he had, before he got banged up against the Jaguars, he had six targets on the team's first 10 passing plays. Uh, the Seattle guys with DK Metcalf injured. He didn't tear his ACL, but did suffer a patella injury. Not sure how long he's going to be out. Godwin did score the two touchdowns. We pretty much know what he is, which is a guy who's going to be miserable to start in fantasy football for sure. Eskridge, uh, also kind of interesting, just like a guy who was drafted in the second round and did nothing. Not even a particularly uh, productive player at Western Michigan either. Uh, ended his career without ever having a thousand yard season, but was drafted 56th overall by this team. Wide receivers, you know, I don't know. Sometimes, I mean, we're seeing freaking Paris Campbell with the year four breakout. So anything can happen. I think, I think I would not spend more than like 45 FFPC dollars out of a thousand on either one of them. Paris Campbell uh, would have actually kind of liked him more as a pickup had Matt Ryan not been benched. But since Sam Ellinger is going to be the quarterback, we would assume the passing volume is going to go down with Ashton Doolin on IR. Campbell has just been running a ton of routes like he's he's really been uh, way more involved than kind of anyone thought he would be, especially because he started out the year so poorly, but he's got 23 targets, 17 receptions in their last two games and a touchdown and two straight games. He played 100% of the snaps against the Jags, 98% of the snaps against the Titans. He's still probably worth, uh, you know, two or three bucks or whatever. Robbie Anderson, I think is a really good pickup. AJ Green didn't play at all on Thursday night football, despite being active with DeAndre Hopkins back in the lineup. I think probably with Hollywood Brown injured, the best wide receiver personnel for the Cardinals is going to be Robbie Anderson, Rondell Moore, and DeAndre Hopkins. Robbie kind of filling in that deep role that Hollywood Brown is vacating. He's probably the guy, only guy I would spend more than 10% on this week. 
Next up, we have the Jets guys, Braxton Berrios. I, I just, I don't know what it is. Uh, I just kind of like him. I, it just feels like he fulfills an important role in that offense. He's been good in spot starts before uh, with Eli Moore out and then Corey Davis out injured. He played 56% of the offensive snaps, four targets, three receptions, 15 yards. He also, in week one with Flacco at quarterback, played 46% of the snaps and got six targets. Just it sort of feels like they're like kind of need him. And then if Eli Moore gets dropped in your league, just pick him up. I mean, that's just kind of the high upside uh, barbell approach we like to take to fantasy football. Sammy Watkins with Christian Watson injured and then Alan Lazard injuring his shoulder. He's really the only option the team has as a perimeter wide receiver. Uh, and and Lazard injured that shoulder in the loss to Washington. And Sammy actually came up huge for them, putting them in a hook and ladder slash Hail Mary range when Rodgers was throwing out of his own end zone. He, he could get rewarded for that. I mean, this is kind of just more of a, a leak play for me. Everyone knows I love Sammy Watkins. We have the Bills guys, Isaiah McKenzie and Khalil Shakir. I assume they got dropped in a ton of leagues over the Bills bye week. I'd spend between six to nine-ish percent to acquire either or both of them, especially on teams that are thin at wide receiver. I am not dropping Shakir. I, I have some tough calls in leagues, and I am I'm really not wanting to drop Shakir. I think eventually I expect him to win that third wide receiver job outright over McKenzie. He can play the slot or the outside. I just think he's better than McKenzie. Moving to the tight ends in shallower leagues, Mike Gesicki back-to-back weeks uh, for the first time in like two years with over 70% route participation, and that was even with Durham Smythe back in the lineup. I think it's as a result of how bad the third wide receiver production has been for Miami. Trent Sherfield hasn't been good. Cedric Wilson has been a big disappointment. River Crackraft is, uh, well, you know, River Crackraft, so worth picking him up. Kate Otten got left out there for you in the uh, in any FFPC or tight end premium type leagues. I would go north of like 20% to acquire him. He's like pretty much an every down player for the Buccaneers with Cam Braid out. Uh, also, Greg Dulcich, if you were in a league where he's not owned, I, I think he is a top 12 tight end the rest of the way. Um, nine targets in this most recent game. Like he just is going to be out there. Nathaniel Hackett loves him. He's I think he's probably pretty good. Uh, just absolutely really need to be adding Greg Dulcich. Probably the guy who's going to get steamed the most as a tight end ad this week is Harrison Bryant. David Njoku is expected to miss between two to five weeks per the Browns coaching staff as a result of a high ankle sprain. Farrell Brown, who the team signed from the Texans, was also injured against the Ravens. I think Bryant is pretty much going to be an every down player for Cleveland and to me is worth north of North of like uh let's say twelve percent in in the main event. I wrote fifteen on my notes, but I think I think one twenty uh, has a pretty good chance of getting him. And then the my favorite sneaky bit of the week is preseason NFL DFS All Star Tanner Hudson. Daniel Bellinger suffered like a horrible eye injury against the Jaguars, and Hudson replaced him as the third down and long down distance tight end. The The snap counts will show that Chris Myarick played more snaps, but he's kind of like an H-back blocker only. I, I'm pretty intrigued, actually, to see what might happen with Hudson getting full playing time. And then uh, just a couple like deep guys to monitor. The Dallas tight ends, Peyton Hendershot, uh, who caught a touchdown this last week? And Jake Ferguson. If you know, it just feels like Dalton Schultz, like he's like uh, he's like the guy for Monty Python. He just keeps getting banged up. I don't, I don't know if he's going to make it through the full season. And then Noah Gray for the Chiefs. Um, they're just so reliant 
on the tight end. And if anything were to happen to Kelsey, I, I think Noah Gray would go up to like probably close to 100% of the snaps played in that offense. So that is the waiver wire for this week. Hope that was useful. Hope that was helpful. We'll be back later in the week. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.